You're listening to the Incubate Her podcast, episode number three. About self-development, fulfillment, and career growth so you can reach your true potential. Now your host, Pauline Francois. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a fabulous week so far. Here in France, it is our fourth week of lockdown. We've had been under lockdown in the beginning of the year from March to May, so for two months. And I really hope this lockdown is not going to last as long because it is not fun for one second. (laughs) The numbers are evolving positively and are encouraging. So if that persists, we might be able to have more flexibility in mid-December and hopefully have the Christmas holidays with our loved ones or some of our loved ones at least. Um, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to have access to a cure in 2021 and to get back to some sort of normalcy again. So wherever you are, I hope you're safe. I hope you're doing well and I hope you're hanging in there. It will get better, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm hopeful that we've seen the worst of that thing. Anyways, enough with the COVID. Today, we are going to talk about partnerships as opposed to transactional business relationships. To start off, I'm going to explain to you the reason why I want to differentiate the two, and that's the following. I got into sales unintentionally. (laughs) Originally, I had studied marketing. And when I realized marketing was more about Excel files than human interactions, (laughs) and also very pragmatically, marketing was not hiring when I got out of university, then these aspects made me shift to sales. What I loved immediately was for the possibility to be able to solve customers' pain points and make their life easier, and make their day-to-day more efficient, whether directly on their core business or in their interactions with their own customers, in optimizing their tools and processes, or in securing their infrastructure and data. Doing that not only gives me a chance to represent and be the spokesperson for the company I work for, but more importantly, to use the portfolio and the solutions that I'm given to benefit the customer and to really make a concrete difference. So the things that I'm most passionate about that drives me is really adding value to my customer or to my business partner. Do not get me wrong. I love the challenge of developing a customer. I love the challenge of building a strategic partnership. And I love the making money process that comes along with it. Those are important. It's just that I want to emphasize that the most important thing to me is that win-win relationship, more so than the rest. And that's why I want to clearly differentiate a transaction that seems like a very one-off thing as opposed to a partnership where both parties are involved and both parties find value and have an advantage in working together. So for me, typically, the advantage will be to be able to solve that pain point and the advantage for the customer or the partner will be to get the value out of that problem I've solved. No matter if the company you work for is a corporation or if you are a solo entrepreneur, 
In order to succeed, you will have to build long-lasting, sincere relationships with your stakeholders because there's nothing one can do alone. Having the support of your peers, of your management, being in contact with people who have additional knowledge and skills, and even the support of your customers is critical and essential in the pursuit of the goals that you're targeting, and it will accelerate whatever actions you drive. Recently, there was a friction with one of my customers And thank goodness, within that same enterprise, I had another contact with whom I had the chance to develop a more in-depth relationship. That contact supported me in clarifying the misunderstanding that had happened. And he even served as a supporter and as a facilitator with that other individual. If it hadn't been for him... Maybe I wouldn't have had the chance to still be trying to solve that customer's issue. The reason why I'm using this example is because it made my life so much easier to have that additional support and not to have to try and solve the problem all by myself. Whatever you do is so much more impactful when you embark people and teams with you, whether in your direct environment or in your extended environment. And if you're like me, it's also much more meaningful to embark people with you and it's so much more fun as well. Additionally to the win-win interaction and having the best interest of the people you're working with, it is really important to make sure that whatever you do, you embark your peers with you. Your goals have to fit with your partner's goals and your vision should be theirs. In my experience, you have to sell it to them and it is a long process, (laughs) but ultimately worth it. As when you agree to set a shared ambition, you all become owners of the success you'll have together in the long run. So make sure you distribute the responsibilities and be transparent about the end goal and the actions you are driving. Allow me to develop on that. As in anything in life, there are people who are going to resonate more with you than others. The simple reason is we are all very different individuals and we have different personalities, different things that we like and we don't like, different ways to work, different ways to communicate, and different backgrounds and whatnot. All of that difference is a richness and it also doesn't make it easy when you need to collaborate and develop a relationship or go through with a project with a person that doesn't click instantly with you. Spoiler alert, 90% of the time, it's not going to click at first sight. It would be too easy. You are going to experience pushback. Because apart from that capacity to fit with one another, most people just do not like change. And chances are, if you are entering a new organization or participating in a new project which involves a new team, there's probably a big chance that people are going to push back on you helping because it's just more comfortable for them to keep working with the same people they are already used to working with. So don't fall into the trap of taking it personally. 
It takes less effort for the brain to keep the existing stuff the same. Same processes, same objectives, same people. Rather than to adapt to somebody new who they don't know, who probably has different working habits. It is disturbing to have in front of you someone who maybe doesn't share the same vision and who they don't know what to expect of, nor the value that they could potentially bring to the table. It's important to show up and be transparent about it. You can proactively communicate that you are aware your arrival brings something new for them and that you just want it to be fruitful. Showing goodwill, humility, presenting yourself as someone who wants to add to what they're already doing and fitting into their existing landscape is important. Show interest in understanding how they are organized, what is the way they are working, and if the way they're intending to work doesn't fit with you or doesn't fit with the end goal, it is very important for you to clarify and to proactively appease the situation in showing the value that you can bring and to be creative on how you'd like to collaborate with them. Even brainstorming together on how you can be more performant moving forward. I believe it really helps when you are authentic and show that you have the intent to create something deeper than just a transaction and to be transparent of what your goals are so that you can embark them with you. Also, do listen a lot. <laughs> this is something I'm not the best at sometimes because I get caught up into wanting to move forward. But taking the time to listen to the other contributors or partners that are in front of you will not only help you understand where they're coming from, what they've done so far, and where they stand in terms of either their own mission or in the project itself, but also how you can fit within all of that and how you can try to adapt yourself within that framework. When you are creating a partnership rather than only a business interaction, no matter if it's from scratch or if you're in a continuum, be firm even when it's hard. You must say the hard things and if you don't feel comfortable with it, then don't hesitate to bring your manager or appear with you. Also, having peers with you helps getting good advice, input, and support, and enriches the conversation. If you feel comfortable addressing that difficult talk on your own, that's great as well. Just make sure you are prepared, collected, and in a mindset of constructivism. From a place of understanding, but also from a place where you do not digress, on the value of each party. When your partner knows that you are capable of saying the hard things, you are positioning yourself as a trusted advisor because they know they will be able to count on you to say the things as they are, good or bad. The worst thing I've found when aiming to build long-lasting partnerships is letting one of the parties believe they're above the other. Having an unequal game of power in place is detrimental to the partnership. Do not let an unbalance linger. That ties into what I was saying earlier about the win-win situation. 
you cannot have balanced exchanges and constructive exchanges if one party or the other considers themselves prevalent. Every time I've seen that happen proved itself negative to the growth of the partnership. So it is very important to be clear that you will not let the other party suggest that the company you represent is not important or that the partnership you represent is not important. Because if they feel like that's true, then there's no partnership and there's no reason to pursue discussions. And when it happens, you have to be crystal clear to the stakeholders that this is not the way you want to collaborate. And this is not the way that you will do business. Be very clear about the rules and how you are willing to engage and what the consequences will be if they do not comply. Most of the time, I find it really helps to move the conversation forward. Even if maybe for a minute or a moment or a couple days, there's silence and people have to digest the information. Afterwards, it allows a new start and a new partnership to be in place. Because truthfully, when there is a partnership stuck, whether between business partners or with a customer, it's in every party's interest to have sincere and constructive exchanges in order to grow and move forward together. So I've talked about the win-win situation. I've talked about the importance of being authentic. I've also mentioned the criticity of having a balanced collaboration. There are two more things that I think make successful and productive partnerships. One is being patient. Another thing I still can progress on. <laughs> Nothing comes fast and easy. And honestly, it wouldn't be as rewarding if it did. I don't know about all the different industries, but certainly in tech, projects are mostly long-term. We're talking about three to five years strategies. It's never instantaneous. So when you're building a new relationship with a stakeholder or a new company, it's going to take time. It will be frustrating, <laughs> I swear, to feel like you're not moving forward to not see the results of what you are doing, nor in terms of exchanges with the other parties, but also in terms of the tangible business you are actually making. Especially if you're like me, and that's why I'm laughing, <laughs> and you tend to be impatient, and you wish sometimes people would move as quickly as you do, keep in mind that everybody has a different pace, and everybody has priorities that are different than yours, and they're not their priorities yet. And to make it theirs, it will take time. When I feel stuck in a situation and I feel frustrated, I find it very helpful to lean on my team and management and discuss it with them to get their insight and feedback on actions I've done, whether they were useful or not, what I can adjust, what can be improved, and sometimes they'll just remind me to be patient. And that's just what I needed to hear. That will help mitigate expectations, help respect the rhythm of the other parties, and make room to focus on another task or on something else that I need to do while I wait for a response, for example. 
Finally, there's something that I feel is really important in the solidity that you can build around your professional interactions. And that's also true, I feel, in your day-to-day life, is that it is not just important to say the things, it's actually critical to do the things. More often than not, I will see people do the minimum and sometimes even not do at all what they say that we're going to do. This is not only damaging to you because of productivity reasons, but is truly is damaging to the business relationships you are building by diminishing your impact and reflecting negatively on you as someone that is not reliable. When people know they can count on you, not only for a one-shot task, but for the long run, consistently, that's when you create powerful partnerships. That's a mechanism that's harder to put in place at the beginning. It takes tenacity. But once you've set that rhythm of connection with your peers, people will expect you to deliver because that's what you've always done. So suddenly it's not even a question whether you're going to be there or whether you will do something. They just know that you will inherently do it. And it makes you a trusted collaborator and a trusted partner. In tech, there's often reorganizations, new partners in your ecosystem, additional customers that you will be responsible for, new geographies that you are going to address, etc. Lots of changes. <laughs> Once you have gone through that stage one of discovery and qualification of your stakeholders and you've introduced yourself, in stage two, it's really important to set a regular governance with your stakeholders that will not only keep growing the partnership between you and them, but also make sure that you regularly address the different subjects you're working on that strengthen the communication between you and them and allow you to be proactive on any problem that could arise. And when they do arise, it makes you accessible to solve them together. And you will be working in a much more fluid and efficient way. I hope this was informative for you and if you have other input that you'd like to add and items that I haven't mentioned in this episode, feel free to head to my site and share them in the comments section. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me today and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Comment on this episode on theincubator.net. For more tips and content, visit the paulinefrancois.net site. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review. I appreciate your support so much and I'll talk to you soon.